Hello, and welcome to Forget the Numbers, the student accounting show. The occasionally educational podcast that proves you're not totally alone in your ACCA journey, even when it feels like it. Welcome to Forget the Numbers. I'm Etty, LearnSignal's Head of Content Marketing. And I'm Alan, the Head of Education with LearnSignal. And in this week's podcast, we're going to talk about uh, one question we get asked a lot, actually, is how difficult is the ACCA really? Uh, and we're going to address that both from the perspective of you newer students that are maybe thinking about taking the later exams um, or you know people midway through that are wondering uh, why it's not going so well. So if we do end up mentioning anything useful, hopefully we will, we'll put it up on our website at learnsignal.com forward slash podcast. Uh, and also do send us your questions i'll remind you again at the end but we do want these podcasts to be as useful as possible uh, and answer those big things that you're thinking about uh, so send send us anything on your mind and maybe you'll get a name check in the next next podcast or two so that'll be great and we if we can do it that way students are getting every benefit from it and this is all about you guys so hopefully send in your questions and maybe it'll even help towards your exam. We hope. Fingers crossed. We hope. No no guarantee. (laughs) We're we're always hoping. (laughs) Well, this this one, how difficult is the ACCA, is a really, really common question, um, both from the perspective, as I say, of the new new students who either haven't haven't enrolled yet or have maybe taken their earlier exams, um, you know, the applied skill, applied knowledge exams, applied skills exams, and are wondering why pass rates are often as low as kind of 30% and wondering, will I be any different? Is it really that difficult? Why is it difficult? Um, so I guess, Alan, over to you. Why why do you think the ACCA is difficult? You know, I, I, I think even the original question of how difficult is the ACCA can be answered in one word, which is very, um, it shouldn't be in any way um, looked at as being relatively easy or just a set of exams. And I think the big thing that surprised most people, especially when you're coming from college. So if you've done an undergraduate in finance or business or accounting, um, you kind of might be expecting a similar level of exams. And I think the biggest shock for certain people is that, the, first of all, the exams are much harder. Um, the structure, the expectation. Uh, you don't have a lecturer at the top of the room giving you little hints and tips about what might come up on the exam that that lecturer has written for you. Um, whereas you could be studying anywhere in the world, whether it's Ireland, UK, uh, Nepal, Australia, and there's no contact with the people who are writing your exam. Uh, so there's no indication. Um, I think the other major thing that probably um, is the hardest part is that when you're looking at, and students are always looking to say, oh, what subjects will I leave out? Or do you have any exam tips? more and more the ACCA exams are covering the whole syllabus or as much as of the syllabus as they can possibly fit into an exam paper. So it is really no areas to skip. And so for that reason, it's a very, very different experience than anything they've ever gone through before. Well, and I, th- I think as well, that kind of comes back to where students are coming from. And if it's maybe university, or I know a lot of students take the um, AAT before they as a kind of an introduction before the ACCA. Um, and it's that, 
you, the level of understanding you've got when you come to it makes makes a big difference. And uh, it's also something we've spoken about before with exemptions, that students often will take exemptions, um, you know, because it feels like they're a really good thing and it's great and you don't have to sit that exam. But the syllabus is... Uh, examined in so much depth that if you haven't studied in that same level of depth which you might well not have done or you did it a long time ago then you're going to really struggle yeah um so i think it's it's recognizing it it's difficult also because there's so much to it that you might think you know that you don't know oh the content is huge and and if you just have to look at the manual certain providers give you and yes it's covering all of the content and that is important um, but if you read any of those manuals from start to finish and you say, now I understand all of the content for any particular subject. And then you look at an ACCA exam question and you say, OK, apply that content to the exam question. There's even a bigger jump there. There's no real mm-hmm. direct relationship because you're looking at all these pieces of content individually Um and you might look at something in audit and you look at three or four sections in audit and you think, I understand every single one of them. And then you get to an audit exam and the examining team have given you a scenario about a company. And all four of those areas are nearly in, are they're they're all involved with each other. They all depend on each other. So it's not a case of just understanding each topic individually. It's being able to combine all the topics and all your knowledge about the topics to answer one question. And so the- well, I think that's that's also we get really positive feedback. Um, and I mean, lots of you listening probably already are Learn Signal members, but for people that aren't, that's that's one of the positive bits of feedback we we get is that a lot of providers give you all this material and there's loads and loads and loads and loads and loads of it and you spend you know a long long time trying to familiarize yourself with that but it doesn't really make that leap to applying the understanding um and one of the things you know that we really built learn signal around was this idea that you can do it very differently um and have less material but in a much more applied way so you actually make that leap and understand how to put your knowledge into practice um, so I think that's, you know, whether you're using LensSignal or not, it's it's making sure that you aren't just endlessly reading notes and thinking that you're learning. It's about what, as Alan says, being able to take that take that jump and apply it to questions and understand if it's not phrased exactly the same way that you actually still know it as opposed to just knowing it word for word. Yeah, I think the temptation is when you get lots of content or you learn lots of content um, students love to show off all the learning that they've done. And it's a case of you have read four chapters on a topic and that topic comes up as part of a question. It's this drive. It's this want to show the examiner how much you have done. And the reaction of most students is to rewrite every single line that they remember from all that content. But it's not asking the question. And I think you only have to look at the new terms that the ACCA are using applied knowledge applied skills the hint isn't in the knowledge and the skills the hint is in the word applied it is not Mm -hmm. about regurgitating it is not about the days that you go in and you write yourself 15 pages of notes and a couple of days before the exams you try and remember every single line of those notes because they will give you a scenario now and you if you don't have the understanding if you can't apply your knowledge to a given situation just writing everything you know on the topic will get you very, very little marks and certainly will not pass an exam. And I think the, the anybody who's experienced college exams, 
if you just write down everything you knew, the chances are it will actually get you through the exam. Mm-hmm. And again, most colleges are 40% pass rates. ACCA is 50% pass rates. Uh, that makes a huge difference. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that the term for the early exams, it, the, the hint is in the name. It's applied. And it's all this. Well, and that that is the idea of exam technique as well. If we're talking about how difficult is it really, the the content itself is. I mean, it is difficult. It's meant to be difficult. They're professional exams. You know, the one reason the ACCA is so well regarded amongst employers is because they are difficult, and they know that to pass them, you have to be at a certain standard. But it's not. The content isn't impossible. You don't need to be some superhuman, super bright, you know, machine to learn the content. It's really the kind of missing link for a lot of students that we talk to is exam technique and it is exactly what Alan says is that being able to uh, apply your knowledge and understand how to how to write answers in a way that apply your knowledge rather than just writing notes and that tends to be something that a lot of students struggle with and for that reason it's it's more difficult but I mean the good news is the exam technique is easy to learn if you know you need to learn it um, but lots of students think it's not them and their exam technique's good. And yeah, maybe you pass the earlier exams that are easier and you think you pass because of a good exam technique when in fact it's normally you know, in spite of bad technique. Um, so if you're sitting there thinking, oh, no, not me, this doesn't apply to me. My exam technique's good because I passed you know, university or a master's or whatever it was you got. You know, that probably isn't true. Your exam technique is almost definitely not where it needs to be because that's true of most ACCA students. Exam technique is a funny thing. It's it's a bit like um, people who deal with dangerous animals. And the one word of advice they'd give you is when you're not paying attention is when you're in the most danger. And in a funny way, ACCA exams, <laughs> AC, ACCA exams are a little bit like that because once you kind of take it for granted, once you think that, oh no, my exam technique is good, I'm fine, I'm okay, I've passed exams before, exactly like you said, that's when they'll get you. They'll sneak up behind you and they'll get you. <laughs> because what... what I think that's the title for this podcast. Yeah. ACCA exams are like handling a wild animal. Well, yeah, because... <laughs> Uh, and what people don't realise is like you look at all of these exams and if you take away the first few that you do and a lot of people won't do them and SBL, every other exam is three hours and 15 minutes. And because mm-hmm. of the time, everybody assumes that all the exams are the same. And you look at all the strategic professional papers, they have the same amount of questions. The questions are roughly split up in the same amount of marks. You don't have any choice. And if you said, oh, they're the same question. But they're written by different people on different subjects. And those different people have their own way of wording things. They have their way of getting their points across. They have their expectations. So exam technique isn't something that you're just good at in general. You have to relook at your exam technique every single time you do a new subject. So and, and that's the thing. So just because you did well in financial reporting and then you move on to audit and said, oh, no, I never ran out of time in financial reporting. I'm definitely not going to run out of time in audit. That That's just not the case. You kind of have to sit back mm-hmm. and kind of say, OK, well, that's my financial reporting exam technique. Now I have to sit back and go, OK, what do I do for audit? What's different? Because they are very, very different. And again, it's when you take them for granted. That's when they're, wait, they're waiting for you at your weakest moment. And and I did. They're a, waiting to power. They're waiting to, and they and they and you have to look at them like that, and you have to look at them like you have to characterize them in some way 
that you know that the it is it is you against them and the pass rates show mm-hmm. that. Like if you except for the earlier exams, you look at pass rates, like a really good pass rate in an ACCA exam is like fifty two, fifty three percent. So that's effectively if you go into a big exam hall with hundreds of students, half of those students are not going to pass. And if you look at the percentage, I often look at this is the percentage of students who fail that are between 35 and 50 percent. And I think to get to 35 percent, you probably have a good bit of knowledge. Mm -hmm. In fairness, um, you've probably done a certain amount of work or it might be a a subject you struggle with. um, So you're finding it a bit tough. Um, But if you get to that 35, you probably have enough knowledge to pass. And the difference between 35 and 50, I would say, is exam technique. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the thing. And, and if you can invest some time in exam technique, and that's why all these questions are given and all these tutor questions and tutor videos and all of these different examples. And we do webinars on um, Learn Signal for exam technique. The ACCA do multiple, multiple webinars in exam technique. Yes. Well, yeah, that, that's what I was going to say as well, is that this this might sound like, oh, you know, really difficult and intimidating and you can't just learn exam technique. You have to relearn for every exam. But I mean, the good news, again, is that it's it's not as difficult as you think once you realise you need to work on it because the ACCA give you so much information about this. You know, there are examiner's reports written by the examiner who wrote your paper for every sitting. So you can go back and see what, what that exact person is looking for and what the mark scheme is going to be like and how they prefer students to write and, and what they look for. Um, and that, that information is at your fingertips right on the ACCA website. And we often do um, kind of breakdowns and the important take ways um so i mean really the the biggest hurdle is realizing that you need to learn this stuff and you need to spend time on it and that if you ignore it you're going to fail um but it's not actually doing it isn't the hard part just knowing you need to do it is the hard part probably yeah and and this is no different than real life if you went to work for an accounting firm or large accounting firm small accounting firm if you want to work for an advisory firm um they will all have processes they will all say for this type of job this is the process you follow um, and when you're at work, people take that for granted. They think that's that's great. That's the best way of doing it. I'm being told the best way to do a job. I'm working for somebody. I will do it that way. And then it comes to doing your exams and they go, oh, no, we won't worry about that. <laughs> we'll do it. this. <laughs> we'll do it this way because I know better. Why? Why? Why would it be different if you have hundreds of experts for years and years who are telling you do it this way and you get a chance to pass? And people go, oh, no, I, d- I don't think that's correct. I'll do it my way. And yes, you will. There are some people who do get away with it. There are some people who maybe have that extra knowledge, maybe have that aptitude for the subject, maybe just get lucky on the day because it's subjects that do get by and you will hear do- hear about those people and you will probably hear more about those people than actually really exist and they become an urban myth. Oh no, I did it this way, so it's fine. <laughs> don't worry about it. Yeah. The reality There's, is they like don't... Maybe one person, yeah. one person in that sitting maybe got a bit lucky, but it wasn't super lucky. It was a little bit lucky with one good question. It becomes this narrative of, you know, you don't need to study or it won't happen to you. Yeah, but for, um, for, that's the most damaging thing. But for that one person, oh, there's hundreds of the others, there's hundreds of those people. <laughs> like you only have to... If look, not thousands. Yeah, you only have to look at the feedback that comes in after every set of exam results. 
why did I get 48? Why were they so cruel to give me 49%? And it's probably, it's easier to get 40 than it is to get 49 mentally because you just, you yeah, feel like you're so close. Horrible. 49 is horrible, but they, they do do that and they will continue to do that. Um, and it's like, if you're getting 49 to 50, it's not about knowledge. And people go, oh, I think I, I let myself down on not answering the short questions or I was the long question or I didn't quite finish a section. It's exam technique. It's exam technique. That's the only thing that that is the number one reason. It's that process. It's yeah. that exam technique. And there's absolutely no other um there's no other explanation for it when you're getting that close. And it is the basketball analogy. If any of you students are basketball, as somebody told me once, if you play basketball and you lose by less than five points, it's the coach's fault because they have given you the wrong guidance for it to be that close. If you lose by more than five points, it's your fault and the team's fault. And I think we have to start looking at it like that. If you're getting that close, don't do the same thing again and step back. And that's why the ACCA exams are hard mm-hmm. because they're putting you to, into situations that you've never probably ever been in before. And if you, even if you've done previous exams, it's a different situation than you were in the last time. And that's what keeps you guessing and what keeps you on edge and what mm-hmm. keeps you kind of having to operate at quite a, quite a high percentage of your capabilities all of the time. Well, and that on the on the kind of 49, 48, 47 people, I know we've we've said before, but that one really big mistake people make and why, because um, often people say how difficult is the ACCA and what they actually mean is, you know, why do I keep failing? I failed loads of times. I, you know, I'm getting 47, 48s. What is that? And it's, you know, one of the reasons that's so difficult is because students are thinking, I've got 48. I just, I'm going to add that on to my next exam and study, you know, a bit of the thing I wasn't comfortable with. Um, You know, X X topic came up in the exam and I knew that I didn't know it well enough. And that's where I lost the mark. So I'm just going to study X again and add it onto the next next exam. And that that just doesn't work. And it get people then get into a cycle where you fail and you fail and you fail and it keeps going around. You keep adding on exams, which means you're more likely to fail because you're under more time pressure. Um, and actually, I think that, you know, if you get 20, you know, you need to study again. Um, but the message, I think, for people that get 40, 47, 48, 49 is you also need to study again. Um, you know, you can't just top up your knowledge from before. You need to start again and approach it again because there is something fundamentally wrong. Um, and that thing is very much more likely than not your exam technique. Mm-hmm. And time management and spending too much time in a question and being completely selfish in an exam and just thinking about what you're doing and just really looking at yourself, say, well, why did I get 48? Because as you said, you could go, oh, well, I didn't do well on X and X came up and I did it badly. So you spend weeks and weeks before the exam perfecting that subject and then it doesn't come up at all. What what are you left with? <laughs> what what does yeah. what what do, what do you do then? And often and again, looking back at results, and we're constantly trying to look at behaviour and how students do, and trying to improve what we offer students in such a way that they can they can get that extra couple of percent each time. And so many students, when they take the exam for the second time, do worse the second time. Because they've kind of said, oh, well, I know where I went wrong, so I'll just work hard on that piece and then I'll be OK. And it just unfortunately never worked out yeah. that, that well. Well, and then on the next exam as well, because those students have probably added that on 
Um, so then you're you know doing worse on the exam you've already failed, and then doing maybe even failing the the new exam because you didn't have the time to do it. And I think that also it's a confidence thing that once you start getting into that cycle, you just lose all confidence that you can do this. And that's, um, I mean, the ACCA, as we've said, is difficult, but it's not it's not impossible. And you shouldn't be sitting there thinking, I'm never going to pass. It's so difficult. I'm just not intelligent enough. You know, I was never amazing at school or university. Maybe they're not for me. You know, that's that sort of narrative isn't isn't correct. You just need to take the time to study differently and listen to what people are telling you about going back to exam technique and approaching it that way. But it's not, yeah, everyone listening to this is fully capable of passing the ACCA. It just depends whether or not you listen to the advice you're given. Absolutely. As I always say, look at how many accountants there are in the world. (laughs) (laughs) So I don't mean, in in the nicest way, they can't be that difficult. I mean, there are a lot more accountants than brain surgeons. And that's because because brain surgery is really, really difficult. Accounting, it is not that it's that difficult, um, but it does take application. And I think that's the difference. And if you apply an application, students confuse application and time. So to say, oh, I spent 15 hours studying all day Saturday. I am applying myself. That's not application. So application is doing the right things at the right time um, in a timely manner. And application isn't counting the amount of hours studied. It's the of what you did in your amount of hours. So when I study, I study very few hours compared to all the people I used to go to college with. I'm not a long studier. I'm not somebody who gets up at 6 a.m. and studies until 7 p.m. And those people who do don't study. You can't possibly switch yourself on and study yeah. anything for that long. Um, it's about getting good quality time um, and good quality study and having a clock beside you and kind of say, OK, I'm going to attempt this 20 mark question. This takes 38 minutes and it's timing yourself and it's putting yourself under that pressure from day one that when you get into the exam, you think God, this exam is much easier than what I've been making myself do. Uh, and, and that's what it is. It's the practicality and the application. There are accountants by their nature. And I am one so I can insult myself. It's not that, it's not that we're naturally amazing, intelligent people, um, but we are, we recognize the benefit of a process and we understand that you have to apply yourself to get decent results. And that's not just related to ACC exams, that's related to everything. And I think if you if you just took that approach um, and if you kind of accept that maybe there is a better way of doing it than you've been doing it before um, and finding your way. I think everybody, as you said, everybody is more than capable of passing ACCA exams. Yeah, I think I really agree with you that people get confused between application and time. Um, You know, I was guilty of that way back when when I was taking exams of, you know, almost wearing the amount of of notes you can make as a badge of honour. Like I've done all these notes and it's all colour coded and I've stuck them everywhere and look how hard I'm working. But actually you know, that stuff doesn't correlate really at all to your exam results. It's it is the applying it and being honest to yourself and um you know, self testing I think has has consistently been shown in research to be how you want to learn. Um which in other words it's not just copying notes, it's not looking at things and trying to memorize them. It's forcing yourself to test that knowledge when you're when you don't have it in front of you um and studying it should feel hard it should feel you should feel under pressure and like you're not easily remembering all the things because that process is learning 
like learning feels hard you know your, your head's meant to hurt a bit when you're learning this stuff and if it's not that's a pretty good sign that you're just writing notes and yeah, you know, you're going to get to the exam and then really struggle well look at it from an examiner's point of view so imagine an examiner sitting there and probably some of them still are um as we're recording this because they still be marking certain papers and mm-hmm. imagine an examiner sits there with two papers and he sees one paper and every question has been attempted um doesn't look like they've run out of time maybe they didn't answer every section perfectly um but they gave everything a good go um, and then they have another paper and out of, let's say, four questions, uh, three questions are answered, probably over answered, maybe missed a point and they didn't have time to answer the fourth one. That examiner doesn't know whether the person who ran out of time has spent 16 hours studying for days and days and weeks and weeks on end leading the exam, leading up to the exam and that the person who did the exam properly has spent two hours consistently every single day for 12 weeks just totting it up, just adding it up, just not trying to do too much, letting it sink in. And the examiner doesn't know that, oh, that's such a real shame because you spent so much time and also doesn't say, well, you didn't spend as much time as the other person. You don't deserve all these marks. They can only base it off the results. They can only base Mm -hmm. it off what they've got in front of you. So sometimes people go, I got 39 and I studied really hard. Well, the examiner doesn't know how hard you've studied, doesn't appreciate it, even though... They're not going to give you some pity marks because you tried really hard. And even though, and I'm sure some of you out there do it, because I've marked lots of exams in lots of different places, um, students do like leaving little notes at the end for their examiners saying, sorry, I ran out of time. I hope you'll take this into account or try to explain that how you missed the bus in the morning or missed the train. You start your exam late. Like, to be honest, you're better off spending some time trying to answer more questions than writing a note to your examiner. They can't take that into account um, at in any way, whether it be positive or negative. It just gives them a little mm-hmm. smile and they move on. So don't try and do any of that. Look at Always think about what prepares you the best for that three hours and 15 minutes. Think of people who do long distance running. If you're if there, if somebody, you know, is running a marathon tomorrow, they don't run a marathon today to practice. They haven't run anything like that for three or four weeks. They all their hard work was done up front and they're just slowly building up to the exam day. Your exam shouldn't be that different. If you have to study mm-hmm. five, six, seven hours a day after going to work in the week leading up to your exam, it's because you're badly prepared and your brain isn't going to take that much. So in the same way as runners taper off, and there's an element of your brain having to taper off and having to just let that knowledge sink in mm-hmm. and let that knowledge sink into your brain in such a way that it's usable in exam format. So it's not about how many hours you study. It's about how you study. And that's an important part of exam technique is the preparation. Where's the difference between knowing and remembering? I think it's the time thing as well that you can, you know, I could read and memorize a sheet of something about something I know nothing about right now. And I could probably remember it until tomorrow. But that wouldn't mean I'd know it. Um, And really to pass the ACCA, it's difficult because previous exams your university or whatever you whatever you did previously you could kind of just remember your way into a pass and you can't remember your way into passing the ACCA you have to know your way into passing the ACCA and that takes time and students consistently find it difficult because they underestimate how much time that will take and they don't leave long enough and they don't for instance start studying Uh, I mean, realistically, you should be studying earlier rather than later for your exams, by which I mean now. 
um, you know, a lot of you would have just finished an exam, but you should be studying for the next one. Um, because that means that gives you the leeway to do, you know, a couple of hours here and there rather than having to cram and try and remember all this stuff that you're just not going to remember. So I think that's a good point on which to say they should stop listening to us now and we should go and they should go study and plan their exam technique for the rest of the exam. <laughs> yeah, go to the, Oh, and also send us some questions because um, we're going to do not next week's podcast, but right after results come out, we're going to put out a podcast on the Tuesday. Um, and so we'd really like to uh, address directly your questions. Um, you know, what are your results? What you'd hoped for? Were they not? Are you really pleased? Are you not pleased? Is there anything we can help you with? Um, you know, we'll directly talk that through. So um, send us your questions, which, Alan, can they do through the website? Yeah, that- so they can, if they want it, they can send them to contact support. So go onto our website and click on there and just in the subject line, just put in question for podcast. They can find us on Twitter. They can find us on Facebook. We're monitoring all of that. So anytime you want, just say question for podcast or question for something. Um, And then what we will do is we'll compile them all and we will try and do a podcast on providing you what your best options are after your results um, with all of those questions, um, your individual questions and your individual difficulties. Um, So speak to you then. Speak to you then. Okay. bye-bye. Bye-bye.